0: I'm Marianne Kolbisak-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Deputy Secretary Eric Hargan, who will describe the mission and goals of the new Health Sector Cybersecurity Coordination Center, or HC3, which was recently launched by HHS, and he will describe how the center will work to help improve the cybersecurity posture of the healthcare sector. Welcome, Deputy Secretary Hargan. How are you?
1: Great. Great to be here.
0: So just for some background, the new HC3 replaces the Healthcare Cybersecurity and Communication Integration Center, which was launched in 2017 by HHS. What are the main differences between the focus of the new HC3 versus the previous HKIC? and why did HHS decide to replace the other center
1: well we see that there are always rising risks within the healthcare sector for cyber attacks and that we needed to really create a center with a sort of a larger center within HHS uh, that's actually here at the headquarters at the Humphrey building that's dedicated to protecting the healthcare sector from the ever increasing threats coming in the cyber area so, having a single place that's sort of larger, more dedicated, and doing far more interaction with the other parts of the healthcare sort of cyber community, we think is going to make a much more effective partner for them and a much more effective resource for the healthcare community generally.
0: So, now what is the mission of HC3? What are the top goals and priorities? The
1: top priorities are really that we have a collective approach to risk in the cyber area, that we have a coordination center that that has a mission that works with both uh, places like H-Isaac and HITRUST that are already focusing on cyber threats in the healthcare sector, that also works with the Department of Homeland Security, which has sort of the overall operational responsibility for dealing with threats, but that has designated HHS as the Sector-specific agency that deals with healthcare and public health, and that we have a sort of a single place that has actionable intelligence on cybersecurity threats, where we have a dedicated group that sort of continuously learns what the threats are that are arising and that can communicate to healthcare organizations, to law enforcement, to sort of the intelligence community, to our partners in a wide variety of areas what our sort of current learning is on what attackers or cyber criminals are a healthcare sector. So there are a lot of things that are, that are specific to the healthcare area, threats to particular hardware and software in the healthcare community to all kinds of areas where the healthcare community is often uniquely exposed in many ways and have unique problems dealing with patients' health, interactions with patients of software and hardware, Claims data, information about patients' health care, their own specific protected health information that's in their records, all those are kind of specific to the healthcare area, and we have people who work, criminals who work in that area who are trying to target anyone from hospitals to claims people to deal with claims. And we need to have kind of we think, a rich set of data connections and experience that we can locate in one area that can work across all the different platforms.
0: So now how will the HC three work with the Department of Homeland Security including DHS's new cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency that was just launched?
1: Well, DHS has sort of responsibility for all the sectors and they've designated to us the healthcare and public health sector within that. So We work with them. They come in, you know, routinely to interact with our staff on these issues to kind of learn what we're up to. We are trying to maintain as flexible a posture as we can. So while we give them as much information as we can, we collaborate with them uh, as much as we can, we are also focusing on kind of across the entire sector dealing with all the specific healthcare uh, entities that we need to work with within our sector. So DHS kind of designated us. And we are definitely working with them. They often move from sector to sector, sort of, you know, this month might be, (laughs) right now they're looking at energy, next might be healthcare, next might be, you know, areas dealing with treasury or fiscal areas, payment systems and so on. So they have to move around all the time and focus on areas as they they go. And, you know, we respond as we need to to them uh, when they want to talk to us about cyber issues within the healthcare sector.
0: So now you mentioned that HC3 will share cyber threat information with existing information sharing and analysis organizations like yep. HISAC, High Trust, and others. How will HC3 share that information with the sector? So, for instance, if there was another ransomware track uh, you know, going on yep. somewhere, whether it's in the U.S. or globally, like a WannaCry, yep. what would be the sort of way that HC3 would work with the ISACs and DHS to sort of communicate with the healthcare sector?
1: Well, we kind of have an open door with them in the sense that they call whatever they feel. We kind of leverage the connections that we already have with those organizations to make sure that we get as much data from them and to them as we can. We're trying to maintain kind of a very flexible posture in this area so that we have, you know, we take the relationships that we have, scale those, we take the connections that we have, leverage those, to make sure that we keep them well-informed and they keep us informed of threats that are arising. So we share as much data as we can. We have, you know, specific, you know, we can get specific calls from, say, healthcare organizations that are asking us, letting us know about something that's happened or getting our, our perspectives on things that they've seen, sort of advice and information that we can share and best practices that we've seen develop to resist cyber attacks that we see that have been successful or strategies that are being employed. And we can sort of share those across the organizations that we work with, including High Trust and H.I.S.A.C.
0: So now when I talk to healthcare organizations, one of the things that often comes up is uncertainty about them sharing cyber threat information, with HHS they know that maybe they should be doing this but then there's always this concern that well whatever they tell HHS might come back to haunt them you know OCR might get involved can you clarify where that information ends in terms of you know if some if a healthcare entity is passing on information to HHS or HC3 about something that's going on a, a cyber threat or something that they see that's going on that it doesn't then get passed on to OCR, for instance?
1: It is department policy that HC3 does not share information that it gets in the course of what it's doing with OCR or other organizations within HHS. So that that situation we don't do. So That's something that I think should be clear to people who are coming to us with information like this. That's not a situation where we're going to get involved in working with other entities within HHS like OCR to kind of say, oh, there's a foul here, something has happened here, a breach or what have you. That's not the role of HC3. So the healthcare organization should be comforted that that's our department's clear policy. Otherwise, there would obviously be some vitiation of HC3's usefulness uh, to healthcare organizations. If when they called HC3, there would be, we would, they would essentially also be calling OCR, anyone else in the organization. So that's something that they should understand.
0: And also, when it comes to information sharing with HISAC and HiTrust and HC3, now who's the front end? So in other words, if a healthcare Entity wants to get the latest about something that's going on in the industry that they need to be worried about. There's a want to cry sort of thing happening. Who's the front end? Should they be dealing with those ISACs or should they be dealing directly with HC3 or will HC3 be sort of filtering information to the sector through these ISACs?
1: So we are trying to be as flexible and open as we can with partners like Isaac and Trust. So if someone comes either they either get a hold of HC3, which they do, Uh, they they come in directly to HC3, or they go to High Trust. We are sharing as much as we possibly can with those organizations, so there shouldn't be kind of a a need for there to be a, a single point of entry. So there's not one of these entities that's serving as kind of the announced clearinghouse or you know 1 800 number for the entire enterprise. It's something that all the organizations involved are working collaboratively. So, you know, whatever information we have, and I think that's the way that this best works is that there's as much information shared across these different entities as as possible. So, we don't want to get in a situation where there is one conduit of this information. We want them to feel comfortable calling whoever it is and that that information will be shared because obviously what we're trying to do is to create a set, you know, good information best practices and kind of a developing sort of a richer understanding of what's going on out there. So we don't want there to be any one of these that has just a single point of entry. That's not, I don't think that that's going to work long term if one of the entities is seen as just the conduit for all this. We're all going to have to share, so single point of entry doesn't really work for at least the vision that we have of this.
0: And finally, right now and looking ahead to next year, what are you most concerned about when it comes to the healthcare sector and the emerging cyber threats that it faces?
1: I think it's the Internet of Things as applied to the healthcare sector. I think it is where you have interaction, where patients are being treated with embedded either devices with embedded software or they're dealing with with hospital systems that are all interconnected that are either dealing monitoring or directly you know sort of assisting the patients with either hardware software devices or what have you that are connected to a hospital's central information whatever central information system that they have and that either from the point of view of ransom or just mischief or malice that a a hacker or any other kind of cyber threat tries to get in there and actually affect the patient's lives. I think that that is a a threat that is at least top of mind for me, that we have a, a big problem where in many ways, the development of devices and medical software, medical apps, lots of things are all heading towards a much more interconnected set of suite of devices and software and algorithms that are going to be more and more helping maintain and monitor patients. If those devices are hooked more and more in the sort of Internet of Things collaboration systems, we're going to have a real problem with hackers getting into that system and either causing injury, causing death, simply fiddling with monitoring, fiddling with patient information, that could produce bad effects, even if they don't mean to. Even if what they mean is just that, you know, these devices are very sensitive, they're dealing directly with patients, and any sort of threat to that is a a big problem. There are other threats, obviously, within the system that I would say that's top of mind for me, which is devices hooked into the Internet of Things and the threats that are associated with that.
0: Thank you, Deputy Secretary. I've been speaking to HHS Deputy Secretary Eric Hargan, I'm Marianne Kolbysak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.